let me start this episode today with a very meaningful story that might help you answer few questions that you have for your life sunflowers turn according to the position of the sun in other words they chase the light you might already know this and there is nothing very interesting in this but there's another fact that you probably do not know have you ever wondered what happens on cloudy and rainy days when the sun is completely covered by clouds well this is an interesting question perhaps you think the sunflower withers or turns into its head towards the ground is this what crossed your mind well that's incorrect this is what happens they turn towards each other to share their energy nature's perfection is amazing now let's apply this reflection to our lives many people become low spirited and the most vulnerable ones sometimes become depressed how about following the example of the beautiful sunflowers that is supporting and empowering each other nature has so much to teach us so wishing everyone a sunflower trait of turning towards each other on the cloudy and gloomy days at this point in time around the world there are a lot of people who are still suffering from the pandemic and others who are still suffering from the after effects of pandemic in their career business and in the personal life and mentally as well so this episode will definitely give you a huge ray of hope in the story of a very lovely lady so what are you waiting for let's get started i'm your host ishani nigam i'm a masters of marketing communication student at the university of melbourne streaming from australia I help businesses entrepreneurs in this post covid world to reach their target audience through engaging and intriguing audiovisual content but over here I help you aspiring leaders students from all across the globe to take your first step towards your goal this season we're taking your first step ever there's also a bit of twist to it we will be discussing something very important in taking your first step which is you it's all about you your abilities and your internal environment that takes you to the first step so my friends get ready and get started for an engaging and really informative season where i engage with accomplished people who have taken their first step but The way to the first step has been building their inner capabilities and that is what we are going to unleash this season. So if you are interested to take that first step in whatever profession you want to at wherever place you are right now then get ready for this season. I inspire people to find their passion. Your passion will lead to your purpose. This is the very promise our guest speaker gives to all her clients. Please join me in welcoming Julie Sini for our special episode. She is a community leader, a global speaker, resilience mentor, an author, and she educates people in how to leave a lasting legacy. 
She is the CEO of the Spinal Muscular Atrophy Australia. There is a very, very heart-stirring and heart-wrenching story behind before she found the purpose of her life. And that story gives each one of us a very strong reason to believe that whatever may happen today, my life will change for good if I can see good in it. So stay tuned and let's get into this lovely, meaningful chat that I had with Julie Sinney all the way from Australia. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I am uh, particularly excited to share your story. I was nervous and excited today. I remember meeting you, uh, actually listening to your story of resilience uh, in one of the networking events that happened a few months ago. It was an online networking event and I was like, wow, I am I'm so inspired by Julie because you have faced some really challenging situations in your life, but you came out of that situation and how and now you are the business owner of spinal muscular atrophy australia inc and there's a story behind your success so i would like to start by asking julie if you're able to take us through that challenging time in your life that you know really had sucked you all the energy in and what was it what what happened so um, it was the year 2004. I had a my first daughter um, and I had, you know, this amazing little human being and I thought I was, you know, the world's best mother. I had a, a an angel of a baby who didn't cry, um, you know, did everything right and, you know, when I put her to bed, she went to bed, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, at three months of age, um, I took her to the doctors. She had a um, cold and he said, oh, look, I'm not worried about a cold. I'm worried that she has no reflexes. And to cut a long story short, a couple of months later, she was diagnosed with a rare genetic condition called spinal muscular atrophy. So that wasn't my issue. The issue was they told me that um, my child would die and they that she would die within 12 months. And as a first-time parent, you it's something that you just never expect to hear, you know. You should never bury a child and you should never bury a baby either. So, you know, to hear those words and look at this perfect human being, it was just like, no, I was in denial that she had, you know, this condition and, um, you know, I didn't want to believe it. Uh, but soon enough you sort of work out that, yeah, her muscles were wasting away because atrophy is the wastage of muscles. So not only all her arms and legs were wasting, but all her internal uh, muscles, all her coughing, her breathing and her swallowing. So she was slowly just getting worse and worse and worse. And um, it was a real fight to keep her alive from the age of five months. All we could do was turn her on a bed from side front to side. Um, she was oxygen dependent. If I lifted her more than 20 degrees, I'd choke her. I was suctioning her 60 times a day it was like an intensive care ward in our house you know it was it was hard um and and she did pass away um at 10 months of age she um you know it was her time she she needed to go so um through that 10 months I got to to realize and understand the condition um unfortunately SMA is genetic so um both parents must carry the gene for you to pass it on to your child and every time 
that you that you have a pregnancy, you've got a one in four chance um, of having a child with SMA if both partners are carriers. So um, both me and my partner were carriers, and um, we got pregnant again in the um, in early two thousand and six. And um, when I was 13 weeks pregnant, unfortunately, my husband was killed in a car accident. He was turning into our driveway and he was hit by a truck. So um, he was killed instantly. I was left with a 60-acre farm, um, sheep about to have, um, you know, their lambs. And uh, here I was, 13 weeks pregnant, thinking, did my child have SMA or not? Um, so I went through with, with that pregnancy um, knowing whether I spent one minute, one hour or one year with my child, it would be meaningful. Um, and, yeah, Azali, my second daughter, was born um, in 2006, in December of 2006, and um, quickly was diagnosed with SMA as well. So she had the same type as her sister, Montana, and um, she died 12 months later um, on Christmas Day, unfortunately. So I lost the whole three of them in two and a half years to the day uh, so it was a huge upheaval in my life and a huge challenging time in my life for sure like you you'll never hear of anyone going through something that severe you know in a lifetime sort of thing and, it, and it's not the death of it's the death of, you know, your three closest loved ones, one after the other, you know, three years running sort of thing. So, um, you know, that was that was really hard. It, it definitely is hard to hear as well. And in general, I think I, I wouldn't really uh, want someone to, you know, explain so much of their personal um, experiences in, in front of everyone <laughs> but I think the reason um, you're here and you are sharing your story everywhere is which is why the reason I wanted to you know ask you to uh, and thank you so much first of all for doing the honor of sharing the story it is definitely very very difficult and I'm sure none of us can really understand what you went through unless someone has so the reason we have you here is to is so that we can tell the aspiring leaders, the graduate students, that you, that they might be going through very difficult times. And we have a guest speaker who have who has actually gone through a, a very very difficult phase of her life. So, but you did not stop there. I I'm sure that was a very difficult period of time. Is there something that you would like to share with our listeners uh, that you were thinking at that time, or what was the thought process you would like to? Yeah, I, of course you think, why me? You know, why did this happen to me? I'm not a bad person. I haven't done anything bad in my life. Um, why me? And, and I always say, um, and I'll say this to everyone listening, you know, things happen for a reason. Sometimes we might not know what that reason is right at that instant. And it took me a number of years to know what my calling was, but I definitely know what that calling is now and I'm doing everything that I can to be able to, um, you know, get my goals and, and, you know, leave some legacies on this world that because of my children have made me understand what I'm meant to do in life. So, um, but, you know, of course you have challenging times, you know, sometimes you, you sit in the car and a song will come on that will remind you of of them and you start bawling your eyes out. That, that's okay, you know. It's acknowledging that, you know, they're there and, um you know, they love you too. So I just wanted to make sure through this process that, you know, it doesn't matter how bad things can be, there's always light at the end of that tunnel, you know, and 
I started um, SMA Australia six weeks after my first daughter Montana died. You know, I don't ever ever think anyone should do that for sure but it was something I needed to do for my own grief and my own recovery and you know my girls inspire me every single day um and I and I always um tell people why are you doing what you what are you doing you know what's your why what are you passionate about um I want to leave legacies on this world and I'm passionate about you know advocacy I'm passionate about um you know, leaving legacies, teaching others to leave legacies. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, people understand why they're doing it. It's not just for dollars. This is something higher. This is something that when I see my kids at the end of the day when I die, that I can tell them I fixed it. I couldn't fix it for them, but, man, I can fix it for everyone else. And I tell you now, when you help someone in the way that I've helped people um, by getting, you know, for example, getting drug treatment across the line, it is better than any drug you'll ever take, you know, the, the, the immense, you know, feeling that you feel of of sheer, you know, proud, you know, pride and it, it is just amazing. Do you know what I mean? And I just, why why don't we want to feel that all the time? You know, we we put ourselves through so much heartache, you know, let's be kind to ourselves. Let's, you know, bring back that kindness to this world, help other people and watch people flourish. It, it's an amazing feeling, seriously. I I just want to say that what a wonderful mother you are. Foundation that you have for your company, so ingrained in your heart, in your brain, that I'm sure the kind of service that you provide is only with the pure motive of helping, as you said, you know, that. and you brought up a very relevant question that everyone asks all the time in their life, which is, why me? Even if it's for the smallest of the thing or, you know, and especially at this time where things are not as good at, as it is, people are losing their loved ones all over the world and it is getting very difficult. I think sharing your story, Julie, really thankful for you to give your time and to share that again with everyone who's listening to this because I'm sure they will definitely be inspired. Even if it's one person, I know it's going to help them. And I just want to say that your daughters are so, so lucky to have a mother like you. I know in spirit, they're always there with you and you see a smiling face. In whichever person you help, you see the smiling face. So moving on from this journey that you had, which has really uh, it's touched me as well. So I just wanted to understand from there, you took upon yourself, you know, that you want to help out as many people who deal with this because as you mentioned if you are not aware of things you really can't you know um, look forward and correct it in time so that was one of the intentions to start the spinal muscular atrophy to educate people and to help in any way that you can are you able to take us through that journey of how did you start your own company and yeah the challenges that you have faced yeah, so um, SMA Australia is an incorporated association um, and although it's a not-for-profit, um, it's run by a committee so I, I need to have willing people that want to help on my committee each year. Um, so it's not just about me, it's about other people coming together and wanting the best for the association. Um, we're 16 years old this year so... You know, all those moons ago, I never, ever thought that I would be doing what I was doing today. You know, we made a website way back then and we just thought that we would 
you know, be there to support other families. And over the 16 years, our advocacy has evolved, you know, from doing one-to-one support, you know, getting equipment for people. And um, now we're doing advocacy at federal government level. So um, getting drugs passed, you know, trying to get a national newborn screening across the line for SMA, and also um, carrier screening for people pre-pregnancy to find out whether they're actually carriers of the disease. So, you know, you and this happens in everyone's business. Your business will never stay the same from the moment you opened its doors to where you are. You have to constantly evolve. You have to constantly um, change with the times. And, of course, COVID last year taught us to pivot You know, you have to constantly sit there and go, oh, actually, I need to go that way. Actually, no, I need to turn and go that way now. So, um, you know, my best piece of advice is to um, move with the times, constantly reevaluate where you are and and, and make sure that you're moving forward to your goal. Um, and, And my other you know, big piece of advice is to know what your goal is. Why are you doing this? You know, if it's just for money, then forget it. You know, like money's good, but it doesn't bring happiness. And for me, my my work, my this is my life's work. I've spent my whole life doing it and I, I do it for nothing in an instant. I did do it for nothing for a long time before I got paid. But it's, it's, it's my passion. I, I love it and I, I want other, to see other people's passion and, and you know, them loving what they're doing for themselves. So, um, you know, that's really important rather than, oh, my God, i got to go to work again, you know. Who wants to have that mentality? You, you don't, you know. You want to get up and I'm, no matter how sick I am, I'd be sick and dying in bed just about before I won't get up and go to work. You know, people are like, you need to stay home today, Julie. And I was like, but I've got stuff to do. And they're like, no. <laughs> so, you know, that's passion. You just want to keep going and you just want to keep doing. I, I keep curious to know one thing. Now that you have seen life so closely, um, and a lot of times, like, people uh, like us, I mean, who are, you know, still young, finding the way out. And we try... A lot of things uh, and we fail at a lot of things has there been any situation in your professional or a personal life where you have been trying to fight with an emotion or trying to fight with a situation you failed multiple times but then you were able to come out of it whether to say that okay I've tried I don't want to go that way or I've tried maybe I wasn't doing this right so now I've done this right and I've got it so if there's something that you would like to share with the youngsters the generation who's you know really finding their way in this uncertain times yeah so I encourage everyone to stay in their lane you know um keep keep doing what your focus what your goal is uh recently um you know just last week for example we um we go and help or will help advocate for drugs to come across the line and um through what's called the it's a, and they're an independent body that passes the, the drugs that we use on our PBS so that we get a cheaper um, price for them. And, and these are high cost drugs, you know, over $100,000 in injection. And, you know, we got, um, we were elated, got it for under 18s, but over 18s were, um, were denied again. And, you know, I feel like, 
you know, I sat there and I'm just like, I've failed. I, I just, how do I tell my community, you know? Um, and so you get on and you write a statement and, you know, then the backlash comes. And one lady actually um, literally put on, on Facebook going, oh, you know, Julie only advocates for the, the babies, you know, we need a new advocate. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. You know, I what rock are you hiding under? We do a lot for the, the adult community. So these things can knock you for six. And like I said, stay in your lane. And, you know, it's taken me the weekend to, you know, get my head around it. And, you know, I put out an email yesterday and, um, you know, here's the direction for you guys if you want access to this treatment. I've done all I can. You have to do the next step and the community has to follow you. If only five people out of the 400 strong community do it, then we're not going to get it. But if 395 out of the 400 strong community do it, then we're likely to get it. So, you know, just stay in your lane, give direction um, to the people that you need to and don't lose sight and focus of what you want um, because as soon as some negative comments come in, it does, it hurts, you know, and you, you just consider and think, am I good enough for this? Should I be doing what I'm doing? And you know, there's many times where I'm just like, I'm closing, I've had enough, I can't do this anymore. But there's always somebody that comes back to you that gives you a, a, a nice comment or says thank you and you're like, oh, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. So stay, be passionate about what you're doing, stay focused with what you're doing and it'll eventually come, you know. It's like that little man digging for gold, you know. You see the picture of the guy that's like this far away and then there's the guy that this far away and the guy this far away gets disheartened and he, you know, he goes the other way and he, he's two seconds from the gold, you know, and the other guy's digging. And, and with every business, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You've got to be able to, um, you've got to be able to continue to keep going, you know, day after day, year after year. I'm in number 16 years and never would I thought that I'd be down the track 16 years, but here I am, you know, loving it every second of the way, mind you. I love what I do. So, um, yeah, don't don't get disheartened by that negative chat. And, and a friend of mine said to me, you know, if that happens, uh, give it 30 minutes, talk about it all you like for 30 minutes and then get over it, get on with it and move forward because it'll just eat you otherwise and it'll create so many other challenges that you just don't need to have. That Your passion speaks through, you know, the entire time I was listening to how you deal with backlash or how you deal with, you know, the uncertain times or the times that you feel low because that is the kind of situation which everyone faces at any point in time and how you react is what you just have given us the golden uh, the wisdom of uh, how you respond in a situation and i think for all the listeners the, the students the graduates if you're wor working towards something and if that's your focus then keep moving at it that's what julie's story tells us you know People will be standing in front of you and they can literally stand in front of you and say a lot of things on your face. But if you are confident and being polite and the way that you, you know, come across to people that will really show who you are, your character. And that's what Julie, that's amazing. Thank you for giving small examples because that really helps us understand. It did help me understand that if a situation of this kind comes up, how someone reacts to it. 
So thank you, Julie, for taking us through sixteen uh, years, more than sixteen years of your life, just a short span of time, but giving us all the details of how to live a proud and a loving life. I see a lot of love, a lot of um, uh, kindness in your heart, and everything that you do, that you say, and the passion with which you're working with your company is. um unparalleled so thank you so much for being on my show and uh, being so nice to you know answer all my questions i just wanted to ask you before any of my guest speakers leave i always ask them to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that they really resonate with yes i have a signature quote that i use all the time um it's not the end point that matters it's the journey it takes to get there you know the end point is always going to be there it's the bit in the middle that makes the story enjoy the journey absolutely and i have enjoyed my journey with you the past few minutes thank you so much julie for coming on my show and sharing your really really precious story with us it has certainly inspired me in many ways thank you so much i hope you all loved this episode and i really want to thank julie for coming on my first step ever and sharing such a personal journey that she had with so much vigor and such a brave heart i am extremely sure that you have really enjoyed this episode so if you have then give us a like subscribe and do comment on the instagram page my first step ever underscore in or connect me on linkedin ishani nigam and let me know how did you like this episode and what really inspired you from julie's story please follow us on spotify google or apple podcast also if you have any comments you like to give any feedback or if you really like to listen to someone please follow us on instagram my first step ever_in and let me know and before i take a leave i would like to say start believing in yourself and most importantly keep believing in yourself i am ishani nigam your host for my first step ever signing off for this week and eagerly waiting to have you and our next speaker again for the next week see you